As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning. This is New Hampshire Today. I am Chris Ryan. This hour of the show is brought to you by New England College and NEC.edu. Well, last night, Don Bullock debated Maggie Hassan for the third and final time on WMUR. And you know, the debate itself was significant. But something that General Bullock said towards the end of the debate caught my attention. And we have more information surrounding what took place. Liz Goodwin reports this. Bullock's campaign says a protester tried to punch him before the debate. Quote, prior to the debate, an individual in the crowd gathered outside, attempted to punch the general and was quickly apprehended and arrested. We're grateful to the quick response from law enforcement on the scene. Joining us right now to discuss that and the debate from last night and the latest on the campaign is General Don Bullock. Good morning, General Bullock. Hey, good morning, Chris. My my best to you and all your listeners. Appreciate you joining us. And, you know, of course, when you were here in studio, we talked extensively about how, you know, things were really amping up around you with folks following you on the highway, uh, pulling alongside your vehicle, flipping you off, confronting you um, at your granddaughter's preschool and you know things of that nature. And it seems like things are continuing to escalate. Take us through what took place last night. Well, I mean, you know, I don't want this to overshadow the uh, the the um, debate, but you know, we got there. Uh, we had you know a lot of supporters uh, on both sides for me and Senator Hassan. I got out of my vehicle. Uh, this individual was uh, immediately loud and rude, and you know, gesturing in an inappropriate way. Um, he has some kind of idea that that I'm a violent, uh, you know, war criminal. Um, And uh, that's basically, uh, you know, uh, you know, all he shouted and other, you know, profanities and stuff like that. But, you know, it's a free country. And I waved to him and I and I uh, said, good to see you. And then I went over to my supporters and, you know, uh, you know, we started chanting USA and I started shaking hands and doing the things that I I always do. And then uh, next thing I know, he's closing with um, I reduced my profile by turning sideways police reacted, uh, my supporters reacted uh, to defuse the situation. I'm grateful for what the police did. Uh, and then, you know, I just turned around and continued to uh, shake hands, work my way down the line, make sure that I said hello to as many supporters as I could. So it's the it said that the individual attempted to, um, to punch you. Did you see that? And, and did you see that uh, play out? Or did you just feel? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. So I just turn sideways to reduce my profile and 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 to ensure that um I look you know I didn't look like I was being aggressive um and you know you reduce your profile for that and you 
you, uh, you know, brace for impact, uh, and then you just, you know, keep driving on. And um, uh, that's what I did. Uh, you know, unfortunate, you know, fortunate for me, um, you know, he didn't get to, uh, he didn't get to make uh, full contact, slight grazing. That was it. So General Don Bola joining us here on the show this morning. Now to the debates itself. Um, what were your takeaways from the contest where it felt like there wasn't really a debate where you two were kind of talking about one another to the camera versus really engaging? And what I took away as being interesting is that you made some you know significant accusations against Senator Hassan as you had during the course of the campaign, basically saying that she is to blame for all of our uh, current economic problems, the inflation and so forth. And it didn't seem like there was a lot of direct pushback to those claims from Senator Hassan. Well, she can't. I mean, uh, you know, her, her campaign has been based off of hiding, uh, you know, not not uh, fully taking advantage of all the debates that were offered, which, you know, huge mistake uh, and not talking about, you know, the issues that matter to Granite Staters, inflation, uh, supply chain issues, gas, um, you know, fentanyl, education, uh, you know, high crime, a border situation. Uh, you know, these these are all the things that, that they talked to me about, and she just didn't talk about any of those things. Um, you know, I've had 76 uh, town halls, and these town halls are not town halls that have um, that that, you know, are Republican town halls. These are Republican, independent, Democrat, free stater, libertarian, young, old, everybody in between. Uh, and, you know, I get zero questions about the climate. People are concerned about heating and eating. It's not that the climate isn't an important issue, um, and I want to protect the climate, and I want to protect the environment. But, you know, right now it's heating and eating. It's, you know, the pending uh, doubling of electric bills and uh, the natural gas shortage and the diesel shortage and all these things that are going to create rolling blackouts that are predicted you know, the uh, CEO for Eversource, you know, put out an, you know, an appeal to the president. Uh, I fully concur with what he had to say. And it's unfortunate because that appeal should have been put out by Senator Hassan, not by the CEO of Eversource. Uh, and so her lack of leadership in this area is clear. And my objective was to uh, point that out to Granite Staters. And one thing that has you know, shined through and you are obviously an individual with momentum at this point and things are trending towards you, you know, winning this race. If the polls are to believed is that in this campaign, you have talked about what people are telling you and what the grassroots is telling you. And at times, you know, that has gotten you into some trouble, but you have yep. done that on a continuous basis where Senator Hassan has been trying to tell us and to tell voters what we should care about. That's not how you go about winning elections. And we've seen it over and over again in the New Hampshire primary, whether it's an issue like the opioid crisis, which Hillary Clinton you know, started to talk about a lot. Because why? Because she did a listening tour and people here told her that they were concerned about the opioid crisis. And that became a way for candidates in the New Hampshire primary to connect with voters. You have to connect with people and listen to what they're saying. And that seems to be a major difference between the campaigns. It is a huge major difference, you know, and you're right, you know. Um, you know, when I listen and learn from people, I want them to know that I hear them and that I want to serve them. And, you know, sometimes that's going to be controversial uh, and that's OK. 
I mean, I can, you know, I can handle the controversy. Uh, it, it's an honest attempt to, to, to let Granite Staters know, particularly moms, and particularly the moms that are very worried about their children and the direction this country is going and education and crime uh, and, you know, the fentanyl crisis here and, you know, how we're going to protect our children. First and foremost, that's what they're concerned about. And they want someone in Washington, D.C. that's going to do that. And by going to these things and by, you know, articulating what I hear from them um, is my attempt to say, I heard you, I listened to you, and we're going to figure this out. And, uh, and that's what I'm going to do with you. And I think it's a stark difference. It's the main difference between uh, my campaign and Senator Hassan's campaign. One of the things that has come up um, as apparently you know, from you uh, talking to voters is this issue surrounding Pinkerton Academy. And I didn't really understand or know anything about it, so I did a little bit of background research. And you had said that individuals were um, identifying as furries and fuzzies in classrooms. And a furry apparently is a person who identifies with and enjoys dressing as an animal, especially as a member of a subculture devoted to the the practice. Now, this has largely been dismissed as being untrue. And also, um, Pinkerton has come out and said that this does not take place there and that uh, your statements regarding Pinkerton Academy were entirely untrue. They invited you to come to uh, Pinkerton Academy to dis- discuss this with administration and uh, campus officials. Um, what, what led you to m- go down this path? Do you want to meet with Pinkerton and um, are these, if you still believe that these claims are true? Well, um, I, oh, sorry about that. I am grateful that Pinkerton Academy, um, you know, responded in that way. Um, I was told this on the campaign trail by um, a number of uh, people uh, that go to Pinkerton, uh, and I was just repeating it. The same thing with, in Claremont by, by parents and and students and in other areas. Uh, and so I was discussing it as part of a education issue, right? That there are so many distractions right now. And, uh, you know, I, like many Granite Staters, many parents doubt what the administration says because they've denied everything. We don't teach CRT, but they did, and our state had to pass a law. Um, we don't teach transgender, but they do. We don't treat, teach that kids are you know, some kids are oppressed and some kids are victims, and they did that. So let's look into it. It's an honest dialogue, not meant to be anything else but that, and we just need to move on because it's about education. Look at our education system is failing in every way, and we owe it to parents. We owe it to moms. We owe it to our children. We owe it to teachers to make sure that we're teaching academic excellence, not core curriculum, but a classical education that prepares them for life. And unfortunately, that is not being done, and it bears out in all the studies, and that's what I am mainly concerned about. Get all these distractions out of the classroom. There's no place for any of it, and let's give parents their rights. Let's let teachers teach and get the administration and the teachers' union out of the classroom with their political agenda. That's what we need to do. That's what Granite Staters are telling me, whether it is Republican, Independent, Democrat, Free Stater, doesn't matter. And, you know, that's why we're having, you know, a drop in, in attendance, 8,000 students or more now out of the public education system. And, 
homeschooling and choice and other things that they need, which Maggie Hassan doesn't support. Let me remind everybody, she is the number two recipient for, uh, you know, donation money from the National Teachers Organization. I mean, that's unbelievable, right? Number two. So where do her loyalties lie? Do they lie with parents and, and students in the classroom? No, they don't. So it's my point to say, get distractions out. Let's focus on education. That's what we need to do. That's the larger goal here. Uh, and I'm going to be um, a proponent for that in Washington, D.C. So just final thing on this in regard to kind of your know, decision making as a whole when it comes to, you know, an institution like a school and what they say um, versus what parents say. And it seems like you, know, you are going to more often believe what parents say versus what you know, an admission administration says or what an institution says? Because um, how do you go about deciding what's true and what's not? Like the schools say, we don't teach CRT. We don't um, you know, uh, do transgender uh, discussions perhaps until a certain age. They're saying that this doesn't take place. So how do you go about deciding who you believe? Well, that's great. But here in SAU 16, as a parent you know, and grandparent activist, you know, we... Uh, before the March elections, um, you know, put together a task force that um, put together a task force that went after this. And we did find that they were teaching CRT. Heck, they marked students with numbers in Exeter High School at a prom because they didn't have vaccines. Numbered them, right? I mean, these things are going on. Yeah, that happened. These things, yes, these things are going on. And as a, as a grandparent wanting to make sure their grandchildren have the best education, I was very, very worried about that. And when my, you know, when my grandchildren are victims of this, uh, they're not going to lie to me. And we go, we, we go back and we prove it, right? And so, yes, I believe parents, particularly in this, this very divisive situation that we've seen occur as a result of school closures during COVID, we learned a lot. And we have to be vigilant about this and we have to take them to task and make them come out and, and give us an explanation. And then we'll look at the explanation and, you know, we'll prove it, right? When I become a United States Senator, I will uh, be involved in um, education because the federal level dominates education when it should be the local level. And we need to fix that. General Bullock, as always, appreciate your time and look forward to talking again soon. Yes, thank you, Chris, and God bless you and your listeners. I appreciate your time. That is retired Brigadier General and Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate, currently leading in the polls here in New Hampshire, Don Bolduc, joining us here on New Hampshire Day. Up next on the show, we talk about the economy with Chuck Zada. Again, I am Chris Ryan. This is New Hampshire Today. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 